Information. She's full of it. Things to do, places to visit, and the stories behind the people in our community. That's a lot of information. Throw in a little news and pop culture. That's too much information. You have TMI with Teresa. What have I told you about over here? TMI with Teresa. We're all guilty of TMI. TMI. Well, good morning, and thank you for joining me for this edition of TMI with Teresa. This one is actually very close to home for me. October is ADHD Awareness Month, and my son actually has ADHD, and it's been a struggle for him throughout the years as far as concentrating at school, keeping his grades up, just understanding the curriculum, just being able to focus and be still in a classroom. And so I just wanted to talk about it because I feel like this is something that gets overlooked a lot. Uh, My guest is Chris. And she is from the ADHD KC. So we're going to learn more about what exactly do they do and what are some of the resources that they have to offer. So Kristen, I'm very excited to talk to you uh, about ADHD Awareness Month. My son, Christian, uh, and, and we've talked about this, He it's okay to, to share his story, but he was diagnosed with ADHD at a very young age. And it's just always been a struggle as far as helping him to just focus and be able to sit in a classroom. Or if I give him you know, a list of things that need to be done, that doesn't always work. And so when I, I just started Googling and I found ADHD KC, And honestly, that was the first I'd heard of it. So I'm excited to talk to you and just learn more about some of the resources that you have to offer my son and also our audience. So thanks for being part of the show today. Well, thank you for inviting me. So can you, um, I'm trying to decide, let's, let's go ahead and go back to the very beginning and then we'll talk specifically about ADHD KC. But, um, I feel like we need to just kind of talk about ADHD in general for our audience because, I think it gets thrown around a little bit. For example, people say, you know, maybe someone who is just kind of a neat freak says, oh, it's my OCD, but they don't really have obsessive compulsive disorder. And someone who maybe uh, is doing lots of things at one time will say, it's my ADD, but they weren't really diagnosed. And I feel like those terms get thrown around loosely. And some people don't realize that ADHD is actually it's a challenge. It can be a serious thing. So can you just kind of summarize exactly what it is, ADHD? Wow, that is a loaded um, question right there Um, with so many layers, because I do think that sometimes people overestimate or think that ADHD is um, because people who don't quite have ADHD feel like they have ADHD. We all sometimes get distracted. We all sometimes are a little hyper. We all sometimes executive functions and things that people with ADHD struggle with. Um, but in general, I also feel like a lot of kids are missed. A lot of adults have ADHD and they have never because a lot of the symptoms kind of blend into what other people are doing. So it is really hard to kind of tease out what the true neurobiologic ADHD is versus what um, sometimes we all have problems with all of the things that kids with ADHD and adults with ADHD struggle with. But I like what Um, you just said. So is it safe to say it is actually a neurological thing? Correct. It is not a behavioral problem. I think a lot of times people think that, you know, kids that are, 
active and misbehaving in class or doing it intentionally. And what kid wants to be the bad kid? No kid comes out of the womb wanting to be the bad kid. Um, They want to be good. They want to try. And they do try. When they're little, they try really hard. And at some point, I think a lot of these kids get dejected. Their self-esteem goes down. They try to make themselves feel better by being that class clown because, well, if I'm going to get in trouble, I might as well do it intentionally kind of feeling um, because they're not bad kids at heart. Um, they want performing well. And some kids can hide it really well. Some kids who are just naturally really smart um, can focus just enough to learn what they need to learn they might suffer on other areas that get under-recognized or they might explode at home because they've tried so hard all day and their reserve is gone by the time they get home where they're more comfortable. Um, there's a lot of ways that ADHD presents itself. It's not a one-size-fits-all. Um, even the like people who think that kids have to have hyperactivity, not everybody has hyperactivity. Not every kindergartner is running around the room if they have ADHD. Uh, longer a diagnostic term called ADD, but the old style inattentive kid who just couldn't focus, um, who didn't have the problems with running around the room, uh, termed ADD. Now that term is no longer used. It's still ADHD, but it's an inattentive subtype. There's a lot of confusion with what ADHD looks like. People think of one thing, but that misses a large percentage of people with other symptoms. Well, here, let me share a little bit of my story and you can tell me, you know, if, if you've seen this before. Um, my son, um, gosh, I want to say it was like first grade. He was getting in trouble and he was going to the principal's office. And so we got called in for a meeting. And then while we were actually having the meeting and there was a sub in the classroom, he got in trouble again. <laughs> and and they actually, the teachers are the ones who told my husband and I, they said, we think that you need to seek some help because this is what we think. And he, um, with with my son, and this is just our individual case, um, his is, a big part of it is actually not being able to sit still. But he's not running around a classroom. He's 16 now. But back then, it wasn't like he was running around. He just always felt like he had to interject any story the teacher was telling, he had to say something. He had to respond. Um, he would maybe just be really wiggly in his seat, um, constantly kicking his legs. Whenever I talk to him to this day, uh, he can't just stand still. When I'm talking to him, he's swinging around and um, you know things like that. And then if I give him a list of things to do, like, hey, go clean your room, do this, 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 he's only going to remember the very first thing I tell him. And so we've had to sort of retrain our brains um, to adapt to the way that he understands things. Right. I think um, there's a term called executive functioning that um, I look at it like the brain's executive um, board. There is time management, organization, the ability to sit still, all of these things that we have to do that with ADHD, but oftentimes with ADHD. And these kids, like your son, couldn't sit still. They had to wiggle. They had to move. As kids get older, your same son at 16 is much different than he was in kindergarten. So he has learned, just blurt out answers, hopefully. He has learned that he can't move around all the time, but he might do little things like that are very socially acceptable for an adult even. If you're sitting with your legs crossed and you're bouncing your foot up and down, is getting some of that energy out that is that movement that helps your brain focus on whatever it is that you were doing at the time 
but you've adapted, you've learned through time and experience and maturity that you can't just wander around the room. So it presents differently in different ages in the same person and in different kids. So let's go back to then, um, because I know some people don't get diagnosed until they're an adult, or like you said, a lot of people never are diagnosed. But um, if you do suspect that your child is struggling, what are what are some of the signs, like the most common things other than just wiggling? And what is the first step to getting help? Um, first of all, the first step I always think is going to your primary care physician, whether it's a family physician or pediatrician. Most of them have experience with ADHD. Um, some of them do not. And if they don't, they might refer to someone who is more knowledgeable, like a psychologist who can do some testing or a psychiatrist. Um, generally, psychiatrists, in my experience, don't do as much of the diagnosis. They do the medication management, um, and the therapist or psychologist will do some of the diagnostics if the physician cannot. Um, but symptoms of ADHD can be just trouble with remembering more than one step or um be asked to go upstairs, brush their teeth, get dressed, get ready for school. And most of us think that's easy. It's the same thing every day. You should do it just out of habit. And yet kids with ADHD cannot do that. It's very difficult for them to go all the way upstairs, not get distracted and do something else. They start getting their clothes on, but then they get distracted by something on the floor or they remember they were supposed to also brush their teeth. So they start to go to their bathroom, but then they didn't ever get dressed. I mean, just all of that disorganization in the brain makes it very difficult to do whatever, especially multi-step tasks. Um, a lot of kids are impulsive, so and adults can be impulsive. So they act or speak before having the time to stop and think about um, the consequences or the next step or things like that. So that can lead to much more injury in young kids or even in adults who are driving. They get distracted um, or they make an impulsive move turning left in front of a car that's coming, you know, all kinds of these behaviors show differently at different ages. Um, but fidgeting, like I said before, kids will physically get up and move around, wiggle in their seat. Um, a lot of kids will fall out of their seat when they're in kindergarten. By the time they're adults, they don't do that anymore, but they're wiggling their ankle or their foot. Um, they're tapping their pencil. Um, time management and just even time awareness. A lot of people with ADHD have no concept of time. You ask them how long it's going to take them to do a homework problem and they'll say, oh, it'll only be like 10 minutes. In reality, it's a 30-minute project. Or um, they don't have of like when things are due. They can't remember, prioritize tasks, things like that. Um, they're just blind to time. And even if they try to do organizational things, sometimes those fail because of their weakness in remembering to check their organizational things. But a lot of the treatments for ADHD that are not medication-based are um, some of these executive functioning um, tools that they can use. Um, there are some really good resources out there, um, even online for free, that can help with some of this stuff. And you just have to find out what... You know, it's so interesting because I've known that my son has ADHD for years. I have ADD. Um but I didn't even really, you know, when I was growing up, it, I was just a daydreamer or, you know, I got distracted. Uh, and as an adult, I was diagnosed with that. But it's it's funny because the more you're talking, um, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing things that I see in my son. But I'm also thinking, 
I wonder if I actually am more like him because as I'm talking to you, I'm sitting here swinging back and forth. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have always been that way. I can't just stand still. Um, I'm always kind of moving my body as well. But, um, you know, there's been times even knowing that he has ADHD that he gets in trouble because he missed a deadline on homework or I feel like he wasn't being responsible. And, you know, I have to step back and realize, okay, let's let's look at the let's assess the situation. Is he just being, you know, a teenager who didn't want to do his work or is he struggling with something because he is not good with deadlines or, you know, I've watched him complete homework and like go into the classroom and then get distracted and walk out without turning it in. Right. I think one of the most things I see with kids that have ADHD is they forget to turn assignments in. And the parents will be like, why? You did the work. I know you did the work. I saw you put it in your backpack. It was there. Why didn't you turn it in? And because like, I don't know. And it's, they don't know. They're not trying to be bad. Obviously, if they did the work, want to get credit for what they did. They just, it's the disorganization. They just can't focus on what they need to do. Um, one of the best um, phrases, I guess, that I've heard uh, that really has stuck with me, um, Elaine Taylor-Klaus and Diane Dempsey, um, we're giving a talk for ADHD and they talk about naughty versus neurological. And you have to decide if any behavior is, it can be naughty if it's intentional or if it's just neurological. They don't know what they're doing. They just, it's not there. So they don't know. Um, that can help a lot of parents kind of look at a behavior and if it was an intentional unwillingness to do something, is very different than if the kid went upstairs to brush their teeth, but they forgot what they were doing. They came back down without brushing their teeth. You know, to me, it's different if you tell them, go brush your teeth, and they say, no, I don't want to, versus they go, they start, and they just kind of get lost along the way. Well, and that's why I'm glad that I found you guys. Um, I honestly, this is the first time I've ever heard that October is actually ADHD Awareness Month. And so when I started Googling and I found ADHD KC and the website is ADHDKC.org, I honestly had never heard of this organization before, but it's great because it's just a, it's not for profit, right? And you're just there to be a resource for young people and for adults. Yeah, we are a chapter of the nationwide program called CHAD. And as a local chapter, we try to support people in Kansas City. We historically have had at least monthly meetings for parents of kids with ADHD. And we had an adult ADHD support group for adults and their um, spouses or significant others. Um, And we even, about two years ago, started a teen group for middle school and high school kids with ADHD. So we've had lots of support with regular media. The pandemic started. Now things are online. Um, So it is a different feeling, and you don't get the camaraderie as much. We're still trying to work on how to get the adult support group back up and running. Um, The leader of that is unsure how to bring a support group online and still have the feeling of connection and everything. Um, but we're working with the, the pandemic to keep everyone safe and still get the news out there. Um, I do a lot of promotion on our social media sites with um, just different articles and information. And um, some of it is geared more towards the teens. Some of it's geared more towards the parents. Um, some of it's geared more towards the adult or young adults with ADHD. So there's a lot of information out there. I am a big believer that knowledge is power. The more you know, the more you know. 
you know, it's the little things that stick with you sometimes. I think one of the best pieces of advice I ever heard as a parent of a kid with ADHD um, is you have to look at their functioning age for things. Because my daughter, super bright kid, super motivated, really tries hard. Um, and she also, like your son, has given permission to talk about things. She was actually one of our team leaders in the ADHD group um, a couple years ago. But you have to look at what love functioning for that issue. There were some things I could talk to her much more um, upper levels, you know, anything academic. She was very bright, but simple things. She was behind her peers with a lot of things because she just wasn't there with those executive functioning. Um, there were, you know, she has learned along the way. Um, she sets three alarms for most things. She'll set an alarm for when she has to start getting ready, when she needs to finish being ready, and when she needs to leave the door so that she, for important things, has it done. Her phone alarms for everything. Um, and she's just learned those tasks cool because she needed to. Um, I don't know. I think I would parent her depending on what the issue was, as well as the time of day, if she was medicated versus not medicated. And it was obvious to tell where she was in her brain functioning based on that. So I think um, parent, we all have to learn um, to give our kids graces and look at it from the perspective of why are they actually doing something and try to fix that issue versus just getting them in trouble for not doing what you expected them to do. I think having a support group is so great because honestly, like just talking about this this morning, I know there's someone listening who's thinking, okay, first of all, I'm glad I'm not the only parent going through this. Um, There are other kids going through the same challenges. Um, It's nice to know you're not alone. And it's great to just know that you can compare stories get ideas. You can help each other. So, you know, there's things you don't think about. I have a 16 year old driver now and that's a big fear of mine. You know, every time he leaves the house, I actually look him and we have to have eye contact. I look him in the eye and I Mm -hmm. say, focus, make good choices, concentrate on what you're doing on the road, you know, and, um, I just kind of get it into his brain (laughs) and, um, you know, you, you worry about him because there are so many distractions, uh, as a driver and you know there's new challenges as he gets older um, so I can understand that from a parent perspective tell me about some of the things that you do with your ADHD KC teen group how do how does that help other kids that are younger yeah I watched a lot of kids when we were having our meetings before the meetings they would usually play some sort of a game that was structured to help um, get them comfortable with each other talking, things like that. Um, And then the meeting itself was usually led by a local professional volunteer. Um, And I do have to shout out to all of our volunteers, um, everyone who works with ADHDKC in any aspect, whether it's serving on our board or presenting at a meeting or writing one of our blogs, anything, they are true volunteers. Um, So they are giving of their time to help others. Um, But the kids would... Every once in a while, I'd hear them say things like, oh, that was me too. They could identify with each other, and that was really great, watching them feel like they weren't the only ones. Because I do think a lot of kids with ADHD struggle with social skills. They don't have a whole lot of friends. They feel like they're the only ones going through this. They get frustrated. They get left out. All of these things happen, and they need a support group of others that are like them. 
Yeah, I know on your on your website it says that a lot of teens struggle with low self esteem, and I can totally get that because mm-hmm. they think there's something wrong with them, and there's not. That, like you said, this is just a neurological challenge, and you just have to figure out how do you learn. You know, maybe you learn differently than I learn. Um, it's no different than something like that. Um, I will say, from a parent's perspective, just talking to other parents um, with kids that have ADHD that are about to drive, <laughs> I don't know what made me think that um, doing one of those all-day Saturday driver's ed crash courses was good for my son. Because immediately, even though he passed and got his, his permit, I realized, whoa, I don't know if he actually learned all the driving rules. We need to go back now. And for him, maybe doing one of those, you know, weekly classes over an entire semester would have been more his style. (laughs) Well, that or he's got all of his driving hours that he's got to have and you can use all that time behind the wheel to kind of continue the conversation because none of us can learn it all at once. Right, right. Yeah, that's true. It probably would have been would have been hard for me too. But just little things like that that you kind of have to think about. And it didn't even occur to either one of us actually until it was over, and we realized, hmm, I think all that went into his short term memory, and then right out his other ear. <laughs> so yeah. the website that I found was ADHDKC.org, um, and you know, I, I like what you're saying that. Really, this is just a good starting point. You guys have resources. You can point people in the right direction. I like the idea of having the support groups for adults and for teens. And um, and I know you said things are different because of COVID right now, but in a normal world, um, what, what do the volunteers help with? Our volunteers come and speak. We have um, a lot of counselors, psychologists, um, nutritionists, coaches, different people who work with the ADHD community and one another who have come and talked to our group about whatever topic they choose. Um, and then we have professionals who serve on our board. So they do regular board meetings and help with planning and things like that. Okay, great. So if you're one of those people listening right now, you should go to that website, um, which is ADHDKC.org, and maybe your services could be very helpful or, you know, just uh, just time, just being able to be there and help out. So um, anything that you would like to say just in closing as, as someone who is more familiar with ADHD and if there's someone listening today who's just struggling and wanting to know how to get through it? You know, I think for everyone, for every issue, it's one day at a time. Knowledge is power. The more I have learned, I am a pediatrician training. I have been in practice for over 20 years, and I still am continuing learning new things and um, how to be a better parent, how to be a better physician to my kids that have ADHD and other issues. I just keep learning. And with the Internet right now, there is so out there um, and then support people by, um, you know, purchasing their books or doing their um, programs, seeing them as professional clients. Um, all of these things can help you help your loved ones. And your, a lot of parents get diagnosed after their kids have been diagnosed. Um, so, you know, issues and concerns, the root of the problem and not just looking at the surface and punishing the behavior because that never serves anyone. Kids are not trying to forget to turn in their homework or whatever it is they've done. You have to look at why it didn't happen and what support you can offer to help them succeed and thrive. 
Also, I'd like to say just from one parent to other parents listening, um, communication is very important with teachers at your school because just because it may say ADHD in your child's file, like, you know, the things they keep in the office, doesn't mean that that message is getting communicated to all of their individual teachers, especially once they get into middle school and high school and have multiple teachers. We discovered that. Uh, where we would have issues and get called in for a teacher meeting. And then I would say, well, you know, we're struggling with ADHD. And they'd be like, oh, well, we didn't even know that. <laughs> and I just kind of assumed because it was in all of his paperwork that they all knew. And that's not the case. You know, that's a very good point because I did not mention the school systems. Um, I have been very um, pleased that kids of all different school districts in this area, many of them get re- and talking with the teachers, so many parents are afraid to tell the school that there's a diagnosis because they don't want their kid labeled, but it's exactly the opposite. If the school knows what they're dealing with, they can address the issues in a much more productive manner than if you try to hide a diagnosis or don't get a diagnosis, don't get treatment, because then the kid is suffering from the problems and they're recognizing those problems and they don't know what to do about them. So I'm glad you brought up the schools. They are a very good reason um, and they can respond to anything that you give them about your child. Like if your child learns a certain way better or if they like a certain uh, accommodation of some sort, letting them know that can help them help your child. Right, right. Very good. So for resources or support groups or just to get information, you can go to ADHDKC.org. Well, Kristen, thank you so much for just having a conversation with me this morning. Um, sometimes it feels good just to talk about it, too. And, you know, I feel good just knowing that I'm I'm not alone. It was very nice. Thank you so much for your time. Well, thank you. I hope you can get involved with our ADHD community a little bit more, too. I would love to. Thank you. Thanks for listening to TMI with Teresa. Production and voice imaging by DJ Sod and Connor Quinn. Get episode updates and read Teresa's blog at TMIWithTeresa.com. Bye. Bye. Bye.